0: frother to quickly whip up your healthy and nutritious grown american drink go to grown american superfood.com forward slash john and order today
1: what makes a life a good one is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect defend and save what you believe in every single day So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
0: You know, one in five American children are now on food stamps, which is why we have to cut food stamps to reduce their dependency on food. Let's start. Welcome to Sanity Cast. I'm John Fugle saying, You know, I, I bet there are some professional fact checkers out there who never once did cocaine before Donald Trump ran for president. Uh, uh, let's start with a quote from Alexander Solzhenitsyn It's a universal law. Intolerance is the first sign of an inadequate education. An ill educated person behaves with arrogant impatience, whereas truly profound education breeds humility. Solzhenitsyn. I know. What a snowflake, right? And this is Sanity Cast, the political comedy podcast about not going completely batshit, how to fight back with facts and empathy and humor and American culture. It's all about the very fine art of giving a fuck. Depression is a disease. Negativity is a habit. Sanity is the opposite of Hannity. And if we're all in this together, you don't get to despair. Despondency is privilege. Because when I was growing up, I was always taught: Look, if you're a liberal, that means you got to fight for the marginalized and the working class and poor people. You got to fight for children. You got to fight for minorities. You got to fight for all vulnerable people. But we never signed up to defend the truth itself and facts itself. Liberals now have to defend all the marginalized people and struggling people and working people, but we also have to defend two plus two is four and the sky is blue. Alt facts are now alt reality. And y'all know this. We have loved ones we're about to see for Christmas who are beyond reason. How to survive? Well, again, facts, empathy, patience, love, truth. And remember, we were right about Bush. We warned them. They hated us. We were proven right They hated us more. So maybe this is how empires collapse, but maybe just maybe this kind of love, this kind of commitment, this kind of forgiveness, this kind of struggle is all worth it. But it's only worth it if we beat them. 2016, Hillary Clinton did not come in first. Apathy came in first with 46 percent of the vote. Hillary was second. Trump was third. All the impeachments, all the struggle, all the marches, all the resistance don't mean anything if we don't get 20 people to promise that they will get 20 people to promise that they'll bring 20 people to the polls. And, you know, this impeachment represents the first time in 73 years that adults have told Donald Trump, no, unless you count, of course, uh, all those women. We're trying to not give consent, but uh, I'm glad you're here because we have a very special episode now for Mary Impeachmas. This is part two of our conversation with Brown University political science uh, professor Corey Bretschneider. He's also the author of The Oath and the Office, and I'm telling you, for the civic-minded, decent people in your life, it makes a great Christmas gift. Corey is a regular on my XM show. I was so delighted he sat down with us at Leap Year Studios in Greenwich Village to have this little conversation, and um, we talk all about all the different things that Trump could have been impeached for and what to impeach when you're impeaching. You know, uh, the Republican Party has a Twitter account at GOP. This is an idea when I talk about alternative facts, OK? They, they put this up this week uh, as a tweet. Five inconvenient facts for Dems impeachment sham. Number one, no evidence of wrongdoing by Donald Trump. Number two, Ukraine said there was no pressure. Number three, lethal aid to Ukraine wouldn't exist without President Trump. Number four, there was no obstruction. Number five, this is an unfair and unprecedented impeachment process. Well, they're right that it's unprecedented. We've never had a president impeached for more important reasons. The two presidents who were impeached were kind of for bullshit reasons. I mean, Andrew Johnson was a terrible man, terrible human, terrible racist, but he wasn't really impeached on the most legitimate of grounds. And Bill Clinton, well, y'all know. Uh, So this is not just the first time a president's been impeached in his first term. Uh, This is the most serious and perhaps the most justified. No, definitely the most justified impeachment that's ever been undertaken. Have we had other presidents who deserved impeachment more? Hell yes, but let's get into that another time. I want to break down this GOP tweet before we go any further. Um, There are five inconvenient facts. Number one, no evidence of wrongdoing by real Donald Trump. Your loved ones will say this at Christmas and you say back, well, diplomats, uh, decorated veterans and his own ambassador to the uh, to the uh, European Union say otherwise. And if there's no evidence of wrongdoing, uh, why hide the formal transcript? Why ignore subpoenas? Why were so many administration officials freaked out about the call? Why go to the NATSEC legal team with their concerns? Why have a shadow foreign policy? Why did the whistleblower come forward? Number two, um, Ukraine said there was no pressure. Uh, Yeah. And for a long time, Ike said that, that... And for a long time, Tina Turner said she just fell and uh, Ike was a good husband. Uh, Look, as soon as the aid was finally released, President Zelensky of Ukraine canceled his CNN appearance regarding the investigation. Remember, they 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 don't they never wanted an investigation, just the announcement. Um, And this is a guy who relies on the United States for support. He's not going to sit next to Trump and say, yes, I felt the pressure and risk Trump's retaliation. Putin has invaded his country and taken his land. He's going to have to go along. He's going along to get along. He needs aid from America more than he cares about whether we impeach a president or not. Uh, Number three on the GOP list, lethal aid to Ukraine wouldn't exist without President Trump. Yeah, but um, aid wouldn't have been delayed without Donald Trump, and they're lying when they say Obama only gave blankets. That was a lie John McCain started. Uh, The Obama administration gave all kinds of radar and ATVs and vehicles and uh, all manner of uh, of military hardware. Number four um, on their list, (laughs) it's a good one, uh, there was no obstruction. Then let Don McGahn fucking testify if there was no obstruction. That's all you got to say. Don McGahn, again, your Trump loving loved ones won't know this, but Don McGahn, White House counsel, Testified to Mueller. Trump told him to fire Mueller. He didn't do it. Then Trump told him to lie and say he never told him to fire Mueller. And Don McGahn put his hand in a Bible and swore to all of this. Now Don McGahn is trying to avoid testifying. They're blocking it. So many judges have said he's got to do it. Believe me, Donald Trump's not just going to be the first president impeached in his first term, he may wind up being the first president to be impeached. Twice. Um, And finally, (laughs) when they say uh, this is an unfair and unprecedented impeachment process, they're the corrupt remains of a once great party. This is why I call it what the fuck fatigue. You know, we're one fifth of the way through the 21st century. And here's what happened. Our president just had to pay a two million dollar fine for stealing from Americans with a scam online charity. He's now barred from being on the board of any other charity, and his three hideous children, Ivanka, Fredo, and Shemp, have to go to re-education class so they will learn how to not steal from Americans with charities. And this was not even one of the top five stories of that day. It's why we're gaslit. It's why we're discouraged. You know, we went from the epic war for profit corruption of President Dick Cheney. To the shitty nickel and dime corruption of a mobbed up New York City real estate landlord with a crappy reality show, w lied us into a war, lied us into a war that killed a million people, killed five thousand soldiers, maimed thousands more, and gave dick cheney 's company thirty nine and a half billion of our tax dollars. Reagan armed the Iranians who killed our Marines in Beirut illegally funded the money to the Contras uh, after Congress passed a law saying he couldn't do it, lied about it, lied about Israel's involvement, lied about the amount of shipments. We armed both sides of the Iran-Iraq war and Bill Clinton couldn't pull off one lousy blowjob. So, you know, we've seen much worse scandals than this. We've just never seen as shitty a human in our lifetime. These folks, our loved ones, voted for a reality TV narcissist. This guy mocks disabled people. He brags about turning away war refugees. He made the rich richer. He bears false witness 13,000 times since since 2017. He steals children from migrants, mocks disabled people. These are the grab them by the pussy Christians. They live for hate, and their messiah is a racist landlord. You know, I thought it was funny this week when the GOP and the White House put out this Trump 2020 video showing Trump's head put on Thanos' body, Thanos being the villain from uh, Marvel Avenger series. Maybe you've heard of those films. Um, at first, I was shocked. And then I thought, well, no, wait, Thanos is a deranged evil Weirdly colored authoritarian villain Who causes mass suffering And he's totally obsessed And hung up on his own daughter He ultimately dies Defeated and despised And all of his flunkies Lives were wasted For being loyal to him So... Uh, OK, I'll go with that over to you, Disney legal department. We saw this week that Times person of the year infuriated Donald Trump. He he went from losing a roast battle with a dead guy, John McCain, to now attacking Greta Thunberg. And I, I got to tell you, man, I, I think Matt Gates was right. If we impeach him, it might distract him from the duties of the office, like attacking teenage girls with Asperger's. This week also, in the world of what-the-fuck fatigue, we saw dozens of Harvey Weinstein's accusers have a settlement that involves Harvey doing no jail time and never admitting any wrongdoing. We saw Donald Trump signing this crazy executive order uh, that was allegedly about tackling anti-Semitism on Wednesday. All it really was about was restricting uh, free speech on college campuses and making it more difficult to criticize the civilian government of Israel. Um, And, you know, at at an event Trump had, Uh, He had evangelical leader Robert Jeffress Who had said that Jews are going to hell Uh, he, He called Trump a tremendous faith leader And he once said you can't be saved being a Jew This is the guy Donald Trump invites over So keep in mind, you're not crazy. The rest of them are. We live in a world where Donald Trump Jr. is allowed to walk around like he's not a waste of donor organs. He did a tweet this week showing him drinking a mug and saying this is uh, a liberal tears. Uh, Go to the Trump store for this right now. It's like it's like it's like little Caligula, little Caligula posted this the same day his dad attacked the teenage girl with Asperger's. The same day we learned he had to do the court order training to learn how to stop stealing from people with charities. And the same day we learned he shot a sleeping sheep. In Mongolia. I mean, we've all been there, right? You heard this story? That on a hunting trip last August, uh, Shemp shot and killed an endangered species, a rare sheep, with night vision glasses using a laser sight with the aid of local guides while the sheep was sleeping. He needed a laser sight and night vision glasses to kill an endangered sleeping sheep. And, of course, they realized there'd be a backlash to this, so then they bribed the Mongolian government and were granted a permit to kill the animal retroactively in September after he'd left the country. Um, And, by the way, the trip, that was purchased at an NRA event hosted at one of his father's many clubs. These are shitty people, folks. That's why Trump keeps reminding his followers to reject intelligence. But despair is not an option. I want you to listen to Corey Bretschneider. He's a brilliant guy. You should follow him on Twitter. Um, He makes me wish I had gone to the Ivy League. Here's part two of our conversation with the author of The Oath in the Office, Professor Corey Bretschneider. Professor Corey Bretschneider. Welcome back.
1: Thank you. Pleasure to be here. (laughs)
0: So last time we were talking about all the different committees and what they've been investigating on what to impeach when you're impeaching. We discussed Adam Schiff, of course, with the Intel Committee. We know all about them, and he's looking for the documents and the testimony about um, the cover-ups and the stonewalling. And uh, Oversight in Foreign Affairs is looking into how Trump obstructed justice by trying to kneecap the Mueller investigation. Um, House Oversight and Reform Committee, however is what we have to talk about. They're focused on the fact that Trump is still profiting from his businesses. We talked briefly about the emoluments clause the last time, and I told a bad joke about it, but it's really, we're in error when we say the emoluments clause because it actually is two separate emoluments right. clauses in the Constitution that prohibit a president from receiving any compensation beyond his official salary while he's in office? Yes, uh, but first, let me just comment on your
1: uh, what you called the bad joke about the emoluments clause. I think it is clearly the best joke made about the <laughs> emoluments clause in world history, so I would nominate it for Thank that you. award. Thank you. It it's also
0: a, might be the only joke. <laughs> you, you know what? I'm, I'm happy to meet any straight men who get a play on emoluments. That, that impresses me alone. I feel like we're all Gilbert and Sullivan fans. Um, but, but it is two emoluments yes. clauses, and this is why Jimmy Carter had to divest of the peanut farm This is why Mitt right. Romney Was hounded on the campaign trail right. About the blind trust And, and I, my question first off is Let's say you're Barack Obama Um, and you have two best-selling books on the market. And after he was elected, those two books did even better in terms of sales. Now, something like that, that's not considered a violation of the emoluments clause if it's a you're not taking money from anyone, it's your own book sales.
1: Correct. So just to clarify the two two emoluments clauses, uh, one is a domestic emoluments clause, the one foreign, and they both are about the same thing, that you can't profit from government. So the domestic uh, clause, for instance, would say uh, that a president can't uh, go out and um, buy private real estate. This is a just extreme example, and then uh, engage in uh, a for profit purchase of of that using the, the government. Right. Uh,
0: so that would be a clear violation of the domestic. A president government. can't sell a condo really cheap to Russians and then turn around and sell it for. Now, for that's profit. the second one, uh, which we're you know equally focused
1: on, which is the foreign emoluments clause that you can't profit from a foreign government's um, activities or your interaction with a foreign government. Uh, but the key in both instances is that government be involved. And the foreign, they, they both, I should say, are not just a by-the-way part of the Constitution. To me, they're, they're what defines the presidency. That's why Washington talks about them in the first inaugural. What do I mean by that? The whole idea of the presidency is that you have to have a president with good motivations. They have to be motivated by the common good, be motivated by what the framers called virtue, and not motivated by personal profit. So Washington, the wealthiest person at the time, had all sorts of opportunity to make money on his government job, and they deliberately chose to write this thing in there to make clear, no, this is not... Uh, use of the government for profit. It's the opposite of a monarch. A monarch uh, throughout history uh, used their position to increase the wealth of their family and their uh, Mm -hmm. personal fortune. And that's exactly what the framers didn't want to allow. It also ties to something we touched on last time as well, which is the danger that a foreign government would corrupt A president uh, by basically bribing them into um, uh, doing their own bidding rather than doing the bidding of the country. And that's why that foreign emoluments clause uh, is so fundamental, not just
0: a part of the Constitution, but the core meaning of the presidency. And of course, the founders conceived of this clause before we had things like shell corporations and LLCs and tax shelters in the Caymans. I mean, It's not just Donald Trump you're looking into. It's Donald Trump's organization. It's his two sons, Fredo and Shemp, flying around the world while we pay for their security detail, negotiating money and using the capital of their father's office to try to get more money into the organization. There really is no way to scrutinize an individual when it's his company that's raking in all the money. And he just hasn't really divested himself of it at all.
1: And that's why the point about the peanut farm and the blind trust is so important that... Um, because his personal wealth is so tied up in that of the Trump Organization, and because the Trump Organization is directly profiting from many of the things that he's doing as president, uh, that that from the beginning is a huge, to say the least, a red flag. Let me tell you some, or at least one of the ones that sticks out to me. There are a few uh, very egregious violations of the clause. Please, and when you hear please, about them, please. I think that's where you get the shock. So one of them outlined, um, there are these suits that are going on in court as well. So that's how we're getting a lot of the information. Information that if this becomes an article of impeachment, they'll be able to draw from suits
0: that have received very little national media coverage, very
1: little coverage.
0: Uh, they're very abstract
1: and like the word emoluments. I guess it's not a good brand. Uh, uh, but they are uncovering some things that we have to talk about. I'll give you one example. Um, the President uh, remember very early in the presidency he was threatening to recognize Taiwan much to the chagrin That's of right. the Chinese government uh, now around that time, the Chinese government had pending uh, certain patents that his, he and his family members were connected to. I think they were actually ivanka 's intellectual property uh, and copyright and other of right. forms of intellectual property now. Uh, at, in the midst of this huge controversy, potentially world-changing controversy, uh, the property is recognized by China. They just give him the gift of the property. All of a sudden, he stops talking about recognizing Taiwan as an independent country. That's a classic uh, violation of the clause, you can see why it's such a big deal.
0: And that's like four thousand uh, what the fucks ago. I haven't yeah. thought about that it was in over like a year. Week one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the Joe Arpaio pardon. I can't remember right. that far back. There's so been so if we many go outrages. every week.
1: We might uncover something like that. But that's that's uh, an example. The, the other examples are you know the hotel that he's uh, sending uh, diplomats. And, you know, they're currying favor by showing up at the hotel. An Iraqi sheikh
0: can yeah. buy a whole floor whole for a floor. month. <laughs> right, Just
1: exactly. Pouring money into his bank account, and they mention that to him and of course that's a way of currying favor with the uh, President of the United States and the vast resources military aid uh, all of these things, even in the in the uh, readout itself, this has gotten almost no coverage uh, of his conversation with the Ukrainian president. The Ukrainian president uh, said, "I think he was staying at um, the 59th Street uh, Hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he called it Trump Tower, but I think he the meant plaza. Uh, the 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 one um, at Columbus Circle. Um, what's oh, that one called? You mean the, oh, you mean the Plaza up, up at." Right which across Trump. the street from Central Park on 59th, uh, Columbus Circle. It's like
0: one Central Park West. What's the? What's the Trump? Um, hmm. I'm not sure which where, hotel. Oh yes, of course. I, yeah. I lived you down pass, the block. You from live there. there. I've actually stayed in that Trump. ABC put me up in that hotel for right. a week when I lived in LA once. Maybe that's why you blocked. That's that why. I, yeah. Actually, I Yelt. have. Yeah.
1: Um, but anyway, the Ukrainian president mentioned staying there, and uh, as a way of currying favor and the president's like great right there in the call so i was there's thinking some, of the other hotel on...
0: he ruined down central park south at the plaza right exactly. um you know it's interesting in discussing this and i want to still stay on oversight and reform committee but when you look at the three presidents who had impeachment proceedings drawn up against them right. the irony is the only one who was really guilty of it is also the only one who left office because of it and he's the only one who never got impeached andrew johnson fair to say It was rubbish. He was a terrible man, but they didn't need to impeach him. And much the same for Bill Clinton. Uh, You know, Johnson was a racist and had terrible policies. But he wasn't really impeached for any egregious impeachable offense, think that's was he? I one,
1: one disservice that Jonathan Turley um, – I've been trying to get media to cover that, but Tell there's me. not a lot of interest in the 19th century. I'm glad you're I'm totally into it. Johnson's uh, a fascinating guy. I ha- have a volume on impeachment that's coming out that's going to focus on this, and I talk about it a little bit in the book at the end. Um, uh, but I am a strong supporter of the idea that absolutely was a justifiable, necessary impeachment. Now, what you're right about is that there are multiple articles of impeachment. And one of them was not really what it was about. He fires the secretary of war and they say this is an illegal firing. And that's part of the focus. But the wider context is this isn't just a racist president. It's a president that's trying to undermine the efforts to end slavery. The 13th Amendment has been passed at the end of Lincoln's presidency. This uh, president inherits the Presidency from Lincoln. And he is not only a racist, but he's devoted to basically bringing slavery back, not yeah. the Confederacy, but uh, without the name, basically, to bring the institution of slavery back. And he's doing everything in his power to allow the Klan to continue their reign of terror, yep. to deny African Americans property and any other rights. He's the godfather of Jim Crow. And so that's one of the articles of impeachment that the office that has been disgraced. Uh, High crime and misdemeanor has been abused because this president not only is not abiding by the 13th amendment He's actively seeking to oppose it to undermine it to Mm. make it meaningless And that's the real article of impeachment. That's really what's going on And the stuff about the Secretary of War is also about that because the Secretary of War Stanton was a huge proponent of the 13th amendment and basically down in the south fighting the Klan and protecting people who were being murdered so when you see you know there's a long history about how that history got buried uh, by people like Woodrow Wilson, by, unfortunately, John F. Kennedy, yeah. uh, who were buying into what's really a white supremacist narrative, that this was an unjust partisan attack on, you know, a pro-slavery
0: president. Well, was, but I, I think Turley should be more embarrassed of, of his you know defense of the Clinton impeachment, which he gave a full-throated right. endorsement of back in the day. Right. Uh, but this is fine. Right. Um,
1: I'll say one more uh, thing about Johnson before you get There with Turley which is that you know his characterization and he just might not know I mean I didn't get the sense that this was somebody who really studied history but um, if you know that history that I just gave you that you know it's really about basically I said bringing back slavery that's too strong it's bringing back the badges and incidents of slavery slavery as an institution without the name second class citizenship subordination white supremacy certainly explicitly is what he was trying to bring back yes Um, that um, when you see that, the idea that the problem with the period was partisan rancor becomes absurd. No, the problem was that the Democrats of the time um, were basically white nationalists trying to establish a white national republic. And Correct. So anyway, I got a little bit excited. No, about it's them. okay. And if you're a dumb
0: guy on Infowars, the Democrats are still the racists, still running right. the Klan. Yes, I love that. And that's why move. all the Klan went for Hillary Clinton right. and everyone waving a Confederate right. flag is a liberal. Because the 19th century Republicans uh. were Oh, <laughs> stupid hurts. All right, so if you're playing along at home. But pre- Clinton,
1: yes, I agree too. That was also gross. <laughs> Rubbish.
0: So so again, if you're just to bring us up to speed, Intel Committee under Adam Schiff, they're the ones going after Ukraine. Oversight and Foreign Affairs Committee, they're the one picking up the slack on Mueller's 10 counts of obstruction of justice. Oversight and Reform Committee are obviously focusing on the emoluments clause, but Oversight Committee is also the committee that's investigating the president's involvement with the hush money payoffs to two women who claimed to have had sex with him before the 2016 election, one of whom sued Fox News this week over Tucker Carlson. I'm ready to endorse her for president. (laughs) Um, I saw
1: Tucker, by the way, say that uh, he's rooting for Russia uh, in Russia in the fight with Ukraine and I thought this is not normal it's like
0: <laughs> evil and stupid in a non-stop race and the, it, the race never ends they just keep nosing each other out when you yeah. watch Tucker I've
1: been invited on the show twice I've
0: never responded to the producer but I, I, I'm going back and forth maybe it would be important to only do it if you can be in the studio <laughs> with yeah. him live well, you I've have heard to that he in the studio with him live because if you he puts you in a separate room right? he puts you yeah. in a separate room you know yeah. why? so he can do his patent to Tucker Carlson's baffled bitch we're face to do that for <laughs> <laughs> what? you're saying these things are academic and I don't like them so I'm going to make this face of confusion so the old people who make up the audience are going to think you're a bad man Yeah, and that's his whole play yeah I think maybe I don't need that I think I'd rather talk to you and- <laughs> uh, well the other thing is that you got to be there in studio and do it live because if you do a right. pre-tape on yeah, Tucker oh, yeah, those sure. interviews have more cuts and the cast of Girls Interrupted yeah. so that Hannity too you got to be there live because they're cowards <laughs> Thought I get that out, but the the women the women are still a factor in this. And, yeah. and, and you know I don't know what would be better for me if Trump is brought down by bribes, by nepotism, by emails. But I wouldn't mind if he's brought down by by porn stars and uh, those payments. I should say too. My understanding is that there you know there are num- there's there's
1: this investigation, criminal investigation by the Manhattan District Attorney Cyrus Vance uh, that's being blocked right now because they're subpoenaing the the taxes. That's one thing that they're trying to do, and Trump is saying he's absolutely immune from, not only from indictment which we talked about in the last episode but from investigation and that's absurd to me that you could kill somebody and you know the lawyer said this you could murder somebody on Fifth Avenue and if you're the president then you can't
0: even be investigated um, but if, you, if he wore a stuff. if he wore a black lives matter shirt his base would drive him out of office um, but you're right <laughs> and you got Jay Sekulow arguing in right. court that's right that it was illegal to investigate Richard Nixon we can't overstate this they're really saying in court and being laughed at by judges that a sitting president can't even be investigated absolutely yeah and uh that's why
1: I mean I have this piece in the New York Times with with one simple point which is that you know there's a lot of sort of talk the court should do this incremental thing or that no we need a broad statement and the statement's got to be from the Supreme Court, led by Justice Roberts, if he really does care about his reputation and place in history, the president is not above the law. The president can be investigated, and yes, the president can be criminally charged or indicted while in
0: office. So, Stephanie Clifford, yep. um, the, uh, adult, uh, the adult film star, and again, when they say there's an adult in the room in this White House, there, no, there's an adult film star <laughs> in the room. That's great. Um, but uh, we know for a fact that Donald Trump Lied to his supporters, lied to everyone when he said he never paid her. That's a campaign finance violation. If you right. give someone money right. to help sway the results of an election, that's a that that's campaign spending. And by getting your ex lover to be quiet about the affair, right. that's breaking the law. And right. it's amazing with all the sex attached to this case that it hasn't hung on longer, I think maybe because Michael Appenati ate up all the air in the room and the discrediting of Michael Appenati, I think, in the public eye has discredited this entire line of thinking. But Oversight Committee did investigate his involvement with these payoffs to these women. And, and, And again, we know from the Michael Cohen testimony that Donald Trump's official line right now is, yes, he lied about not paying her, He really did pay her, but he never had sex with her. He denies the affair, but he's been forced to admit his version is that he paid someone he never had sex with to say they never had sex.
1: I mean, he exhausts us, I guess. That's the only explanation of why this isn't front and center on the front page with these other scandals uh, that we're just overwhelmed. But, you know, the more we talk about it, the more it's clear that this is yet another possible article of impeachment and, uh, you know, using campaign money to pay for uh, silencing uh, somebody is uh, up there with the most obvious uh, egregious violations of the office. I should say, too, it, it goes to the point of, well, what about the isn't this a coup? Shouldn't we settle this in an election? Well, not when you're cheating. If you're cheating in the election, the election's not the response. The response is some other response. The actual charge
0: is that this guy is trying to rig an election, and they're saying, well, then the election should decide. Right, exactly. Why not let the rigged election determine what's going to happen here? We can't say that enough. You can't rig an election and then let the rigged election (laughs) determine the outcome. Um, So we've gone through a lot of different committees and the various areas where they have oversight. And to I me, like we need one of these charts, you know, right. <laughs> and it's only like four or five, but there's right. so many factors. Right. And, and, you know, again, it all comes back to oversight when they call it a coup. It's like, no, it is the responsibility to protect the constitution of the United States from all enemies, foreign and domestic. Right. So they're doing their job. They, we want to have a Congress that has oversight over the executive branch. Right. The founders were smart when they did that, which brings us to the intelligence and financial services committees. Now they subpoenaed the financial docs from Deutsche bank, which was Hitler's bank of choice. We should mention that <laughs> we we, can, we should mention the Deutsche bank with rich, rich ties to the glorious history of the fatherland. Right. Um, and they profited from, concentration camps they have apologized they have paid people settlements but let's know who we're dealing with here historically and Donald Trump went to Deutsche Bank because Donald Trump is such a corrupt and bad businessman that virtually no American banks at the time would loan him money anymore um so Deutsche Bank is a hotbed of money laundering. Uh, also, Capital One uh, has dealt with Trump and his three oldest children and the Trump organization. Now, these requests are still being fought out in court, and the committees are hoping this will help determine whether Trump has accurately reported his own finances. That's something that AOC is focused on as well in her, in her uh, uh, cross-exam, is that um, beyond money laundering, really, how much has he lied right. in official documents and tax taxes? about his own assets, either to pay lower taxes and then inflate his assets when he's talking to media. It seems that there's a long history, and I'm sure it's common in this country, of downplaying your assets when filing your taxes and playing them up. You know, you're, you're poor in the sheets, but a freak in the streets.
1: Right. And, um, you know, these things all connect. That, first of all, he's using this argument about absolute immunity to suggest that not only can he not be subpoenaed or his staff... Uh, But And not only can uh, these committees and also the courts and prosecutors not subpoena information from him, but that they can't subpoena information from third parties. And it's really hard to figure out what the argument even is here because the traditional argument for immunity is that it's going to be too much of a burden on the executive branch, that it will be distracting. But this doesn't distract him. This is a third party that's not involved. So, you know, it's absurd. And the fact that the courts haven't the Supreme Court, I should say, hasn't acted, uh, is um, really, uh, yeah, beyond angering me. It's it's a true failing of duty. And it only emphasizes, to go back to something that we talked about in depth in the last podcast, it emphasizes the importance of that article of impeachment about obstruction of Congress. Because if the courts aren't going to protect Congress and its investigative ability, even when it comes to third parties, Mm -hmm. Congress has to protect itself.
0: Now a couple of broad issues And I'll let you go Because I've loved this And I learn from you Every time I listen to you
1: My pleasure Always fun And I get all these good jokes too. Duh. Duh.
0: Well, Like oh, the emoluments I steal from the best That's <laughs> all I, I steal everything <laughs> the From uh, these old uh, Blue collar comedy tapes All my jokes come from that. <laughs> um, So, So we know that Trump Trump claims he has immunity from criminal investigation or prosecution. We know it's true. And the Supreme Court is going to have the opportunity to make that clear. They just issued this temporary stay of the appeals court ruling that required his accounting firm to provide his tax returns to that oversight committee. Um, Now we're waiting to see what's going to actually happen. But as you point out in a piece you wrote for The Guardian, I think, The New York Times, Times, you already knew the (laughs) constitutional basis for a claim of absolute immunity is overwhelmingly weak. No part of the Constitution explicitly supports the idea. It is silent on the issue. So just for the sake of arguing, what is his legal team basing this on?
1: Uh, It's the same argument that you find in these memos about why the president can't be indicted, but they're really blowing them up even more Um, uh, it's hard because the case has really been decided in US v. Nixon which says that the president can be uh, investigated certainly Uh, that was about a criminal subpoena Uh, but they're, they're going back to these memos and trying to say i think the argument is um and you saw brett Kavanaugh, unfortunately do a little of this that that was really a unique situation in history it concerned an ongoing criminal mm-hmm. trial in which the president was an unnamed co-conspirator and they just give detail after detail to suggest that it would never happen again it was just something at one point in history um but there they have two arguments um uh, uh well i should say actually i think it's really one argument which is that the the President is so important as the head of the executive branch that uh, if you allow the investigation and even the criminal indictment if you don't have this absolute immunity the the things will crumble in the branch a the president might be too distracted and B their main argument is the courts will be flooded with frivolous lawsuits by um, uh, local district attorneys coming up with frivolous charges and investigations against the president so if you know you were to try to make their best argument they would say imagine the Alabama um, Attorney General uh, trying to indict Obama for a frivolous charge. You shouldn't allow that at all. And the response to that is, you know, courts are independent bodies that are capable of assessing facts or not. You don't block the investigation with the assumption it's frivolous. You look and see, is there a real charge or not. It's common sense. It's what we do. If you or I were charged with a crime, we wouldn't have any kind of claim to immunity. We would just present our case and, you know, th- if we got to the point for before a grand jury or a judge and trust the system will work uh, but they're trying to sort of block off even the possibility that the right. president should be held to an account
0: well you know if you or i went to work and told four women of color in yeah. the workplace to go back where you came from and told the disabled guy who did our impression of yeah. him and grabbed women by the pussy, uh we'd be fired because the average workplace holds us Absolutely. to higher standards and
1: let's not forget too when we're talking about impeachment we're not even talking about putting him in jail this conversation we're having now is about indictment and possible criminal charges which he's saying can only happen after office I, i'm saying why i think that's ridiculous but impeachment is firing <laughs> the mm-hmm. idea that
0: he's going to keep his job after all this to me is, is shocking okay cory before i let you go time for a really quick lightning round really okay. obvious stuff that everyone needs to remember number one the constitutional standard of impeachment high crimes and misdemeanors not a legal one correct Not about a criminal charge, about abuse of power. He doesn't have to have broken any laws.
1: Absolutely not. It's uh, about what he has to have done is uh, done something that really threatens the stability of our democracy, the rule of law that undermines uh, the oath that he took to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution. And uh, he's done that uh, in lots
0: of examples. Number two, um, you talk about how a successful impeachment does not require evidence beyond a reasonable doubt. Absolutely. In a criminal trial... Um, And this
1: goes to what we were just talking about. The question is, are you going to go to jail? Are you going to lose your freedom? Uh, When it comes to getting fired from the most powerful office in the country, the burden's the other way. We should be suspicious of allowing somebody in power who likely uh, did abuse the office.
0: And when you mount a political career as a dishonest, corrupt racist based on a reality show where you tell people they're fired... Karma's is going to have a lot of fun with you in the impeachment process
1: <laughs> oh i just could you imagine that moment that's after why the senate vote where but why are where the democrats somebody not could just doing say it. that line
0: but the democrats <laughs> have to do it they should be running right now saying tell trump you're fired
1: you're fired it, the posters
0: are there where's the ad uh you're, you're impeached. impeached
1: this billionaire tom how do you say his name Steyer. can't i mean he's doing these ads that are really about impeachment <laughs> but it's truly about himself that they're mean, terrible kind of how
0: about this <laughs> write to him please only or have I, him on the show and then i'm the him. only one who can say to donald trump you're a bad businessman I'm like, no, actually, I think a lot of us yeah, do that every day, us. Tom. Yeah. How about your fire? fired? That would be great. Uh, right? Okay, number three. This is important. By the way,
1: did you see the Biden ad they're laughing it's at? Terrific.
0: Us. It's, it's terrific. It's amazing. Terrific ad. Yes, the you only know. way you follow up and add that good is to go to Iowa and insult voters to their faces for the primary, for the caucus um, no, That was not a good moment Not uh, I mean, he, I got what he's trying to do, but Pelosi stole the yeah. thunder uh, Okay, Mitch McConnell said uh, on NPR back in last March if, if, I'll translate, if impeachment were to happen, the Senate has no choice If the House were out, the Senate immediately goes into a trial So, number three, there's no way Mitch McConnell is not going to have a trial uh, correct, and I
1: think he 's acknowledged that, and i 'm even hearing that they blocked out the month of January, and that that 's when this is going to happen and uh, But the rules require it, and i don 't see him you know he Mitch McConnell doesn 't set the rules of the Senate,
0: and there are rules that require a trial he 's acknowledged that it has to happen and um to that end, this whole talk about there being a you know uh, anonymous vote that oh, so many Republican senators would vote to remove if it could be private. Yeah that's not fair to trump it's never going to happen and it wouldn't be fair to this president to be held to a different procedure than previous presidents were i'll defend trump when
1: it's fair yeah. and I, I see it, that point and i think ultimately i agree with you i'll i'll just say the argument on the other side because i'm a little torn on this please because arg- i feel like i'm going to throw up the for argument saying what is I just that said. you know a juror's got to vote based on guilt or innocence based on whether or not he did commit high crimes or misdemeanors or not and this gop is so tainted And so impervious to doing the job that if there's something that would help them get the courage to do what's right, then
0: uh, I think that's a vote in its favor. But I agree. Ultimately, now we need transparency. Two more really quick lightning round questions. What do we say to people about? the risk factor, that this kind of partisan inquiry poses a great risk to the democracy when half the country is not behind it.
1: Huh, I just have been going back and forth with one, one of my oldest friends about that and th- this is my answer. There are risks on both sides and you have to weigh the There is a risk that he could win again. it's a huge risk. It would be a danger to the democracy. But the risk of doing nothing is greater because A, it gives him a signal that he can act with impunity and that's what happened after the Mueller investigation when we did nothing. And he, as you said, immediately went and uh, engaged in this uh, scheme with the uh, Ukrainian president. And the danger there is that he'll continue to do it, just evading the law. The other thing is there's not certainty it's going to backfire. If you look at the polling, and we talked about in the last episode, uh, it's increasing for uh, removal. And certainly supporting the investigation has skyrocketed to high Yeah, but only
0: 70 million watched. Only (laughs) 70 million with Nielsen boxes actually watched Corey, so I, yeah I <laughs> it's only, mean, like they're also like there were no ratings it's like 62 million crazy. voted for him, yeah. 70 million watched the hearings.
1: you know what pam carlin uh did what um noah feldman did uh is they uh educated the country about why this is wrong they brought the closing argument i gotta believe that will have an effect and uh that it that the con you know what good con this is my bottom line doing your constitutional duty is good politics
0: right on finally that oversight Finally, my last question, and then we'll unshackle you. Um, And this is the most important one, especially for folks going home and seeing their family at the holidays. How does this impeachment inquiry and process benefit the average citizen?
1: There is an enormous danger uh, to the country, not just in the immediate short term but in the long term of a president who disregards the oath who's engaged in a for-profit presidency who manipulates foreign relations to try to serve his most narrow self-interest in the election Uh, a republic rests on the idea that nobody's above the law and that we have a rule of law not people not rule of law not men and that's what this person is challenging he views the constitution the law is something to get around he views his lawyers uh, in these cases as like he did in real estate that you know the law is a pesky thing let's avoid it uh this person he has an admiration of dictators that is for real and when he says Article 2 of the Constitution, which actually limits the presidency, but creates and limits the presidency, gives me the ability to do anything I want. That's an existential threat to the American system. That's what we're dealing with. And that's why it's so important that the House and the
0: Senate Act. You totally stole my answer. Uh, and finally, adding to that, um, how important is it when discussing this that people, be they Congress people or citizens, avoid bringing in political differences with the president.
1: Yeah, I think we've got to clarify that. I I saw Nancy Pelosi do that well. This is not about whether or not you favor single payer health care or you think Obamacare is good or bad. It's not about um, what you think that, um, you know, the future of Social Security should be. It's not about policy. It's not about partisan differences. It's about the Constitution and the structure
0: of our society and maintaining it going forward. Corey Schneider, it's been a pleasure discussing these ins and outs with you, and we know that um, there will be more revelations, there will be more hearings, there will be more articles, there will be more lies, more obfuscations, there will be more distractions, there will be more scandals. And that's probably just in the next two weeks. We hope we can get you back to talk about it.
1: Thank you, sir. It's always a pleasure. And thanks for uh, talking in, to the American people and educating them about uh, what's so dangerous about this president.
0: No, I just tell terrible jokes and <laughs> I bring in guys like you to educate. And for that emoluments joke, I thank you. <sighs> you never gonna let me live <laughs> that down. Here's a question. Do you feel younger than you appear? Do you ever look in the mirror and say, wait a second, I don't feel like that. The under eye bags, or maybe it's the crow's feet, or maybe it's the wrinkles that can add years to your appearance. Look, looking your own age is great and feeling comfortable in your own skin is important, but there's always that sting when someone thinks you're older than you really are. You just, you just, some days you can't take that crush of the ego. Some days it makes your confidence level plummet. It's okay. It's human. Let's talk about a quick and easy fix. Lexiderm, a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates wrinkles, crow's feet, fine lines, and under eye bags in minutes. That's right, I'm talking minutes. Exactly what you need to win the battle against Father Time and restore your confidence. Look, don't believe it, I didn't either, until I tried it. I have massive bags under my eyes, like Mario Cuomo level, like... I'll try to store them in the overhead bin on the plane. Now, uh, within minutes, I tried it and I couldn't believe how different I looked. And it's the holidays coming up. You're going to have to be in a lot of pictures. Maybe you need this kind of fix. Plexiderm goes unclear, so no one will know you're using it, and the effects last for hours. Go to tryplexiderm.com and use our code SEXYLIBERAL for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra 10 bucks off. This offer is also available by calling one 1- 800 and mentioning code sexy liberal. Plexiderm is backed by a 30 day money back guarantee. Visit try plexiderm.com today and use the code sexy liberal at checkout. That's plexiderm.com code sexy liberal. My thanks again to Professor Corey Bretschneider. You know, every advancement in civil rights has always had a backlash. We have to remember this. History is a great comfort. Maybe we are just Rome with better plumbing. Maybe this is a declining empire. Uh, maybe this is how all empires peak. It certainly seems that way unless there's radical reform to our whole system. But every time we've had an advancement in civil rights, there's been an ugly backlash. Slavery ended. So we got Jim Crow in segregation. So then we had civil rights, uh, and then that led to the drug war and um, mass incarceration. So then we had the first black president, And that led to this insane racist. This is how it is. This is the force we've always been up against. America's been much worse in the past. We have to remember, even though we have these neo-Confederates and selfish people and revoltingly fake grabbed by the pussy Christians, we've gotten better in many ways. And be proud of being a part of it. You know, in the Bible, uh, Isaiah chapter 10, verses 1 through 4, doomed to you who legislate evil, who make laws that make victims, laws that make misery for the poor, that rob the destitute of their dignity, exploiting defenseless widows, taking advantage of homeless children. Like, dudes, even if you're an atheist, you're on the right side of God. And as far as these Democrats, I know that a lot of y'all are down about the impeachment. It just seems like it's a big waste of time. The media which really wants to keep Trump in office, they don't want to give up these ratings, this circulation, or their tax cuts. Uh, they're going to tell you what a waste of time this impeachment is, which they didn't really say during Bill Clinton. Media wants ratings. you think they'd be more grateful. And I'm in the camp that thought the Democrats should have impeached him for a dozen things. I understand the logic of going home at the holidays and having one really simple thing to explain. I thought they should have done everything that Corey and I talked about. But here's the deal. If the Democrats didn't impeach Trump... Because they thought it would hurt them in the election next year, they'd be every bit as awful as the Republicans who enable Trump. Support them? God bless lost causes, because it's not a lost cause. At the very worst, you have to remember this impeachment is our way of telling people of the future that we knew this was wrong, that the majority of us stood up against it. And if it's rigged, history will record it. But for now, fight back and be proud of yourself and get your head out of the oven. There's plenty to be inspired by. A federal judge just blocked the funds for Trump's border wall uh, using billions of dollars in Pentagon funds for this construction of this racist medieval thing. Uh, That guy who slapped the woman's butt while she was doing a live marathon broadcast uh, for the news in Georgia. He was a youth pastor. He's Being prosecuted for it People are fighting back Against sinister selfishness Every day And I'm proud To be part of The Sexy Liberal Podcast Network And let my Dirty dick jokes And Bible verse uh, Analysis Be part of a beautiful resistance you know it, it, look i'm still proud to be an american and and the worst people out there the worst most ignorant trump supporters the racists and the illiterates and the ones who just can't spell your correctly you got to remember they're still humans they're still our neighbors and our co-workers if we hate them we will become as dumb as them and i just have to believe that no one's beyond redemption no one's beyond evolution and it can still get a lot better Thank you for listening to this show today. We'll have a few more before Christmas, and I hope you're getting excited for the holidays. The worst thing you could do, the worst thing you could do is be miserable at Christmas time because of what's going on in politics. The stuff that matters, matters. And when we're really old and dying in bed and look back on our lives, it's going to be a real drag to remember how much we cared about fucking Stephen Miller. But you know what? We care about Stephen Miller because we care about people we'll never know. Liberals care about people they don't know. To be vulgar, Uh, to, to, To generalize conservatives, it takes what I call one degree of empathy. They have to know someone who's gay before they care about gays. They have to know someone who gets shot before they care about mass killings. Be proud of yourself for loving. Be proud of yourself for having empathy and feelings for other people. It's the only thing that's going to save America. I'm John Fuglesang. I'm so honored you'd be with us. Um, I'm going to be doing a couple of shows coming up. Here's the big one I'll tell you about. I'm doing a new comedy group with Lewis Black and Alan Bell the great Tony and Emmy Award winning writer who created its Gary Shandling show and some of the best sketches uh, ever on SNL. We're called The Magnificent Bastards. That's our band. And we're going to be doing a tour playing all around the country with uh, different celebrity friends joining us. We tried it out last year with Susie Essman in New York, and we're launching on the 14th of February, Valentine's Day, in Rock. Rockville center new york at the madison theater so come on down for date night with the bastards uh, it's really fun and we're going to keep on doing this as long as lewis is in a good enough mood to keep on doing this you can follow me on twitter and on instagram and the facebook please go to my website johnfugelsang.com check out the online store johnfugelsang.com uh all kinds of resistance swag uh, perfect stocking stuffers for the moral anti-evil person in your life our stuff is free shipping and unlike donald and ivanka's merchandise johnfuglesang.com. Merchandise is 100% made in America. Such a pleasure to be with you again. And I want to thank Stephanie Miller for making me do this. It really has been wonderful to get your feedback. You can write me anytime at johnfuglesang.com or on my uh, my Facebook page. Guys, be well. We'll be back in a couple of days with another episode of SanityCast. Hey, this is Jody Hamilton, host of the podcast From the Bunker. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll love my show where every week Sean Barton, David Shock, and I discuss politics, sports, pop culture, that show on HBO that I don't watch. Find it at sexylibble.com and on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere else you get your podcasts.